I've been kind of teasing the story somewhat all week. And, you know, I first found out about it last Sunday. In the car, the wife was driving, checked my emails out, saw an email uh, coming from the company, the boss, Mr. John Caracciolo. And, you know, as I was reading it, my wife's talking to me, and I'm like in a complete fog as I'm reading this email. And I'm usually that way whenever she's telling me something anyway, but that's a whole nother story. But in any event... Uh, I was mesmerized as far as the events uh, that occurred to our uh, our fearless leader. And I asked him during the week, you know, I, I forgot to ask you, do you want me to talk about this? And he said, oh, yeah, you can. And it kind of trickled out. Didn't get a lot of press, but a lot of people were finding out about it. And he got some calls. And I asked him midweek, I said, how, how about you come on Friday uh, at 8 o'clock and we'll tell this uh, incredibly crazy story, life and death, as I kind of brought it up, teased the audience somewhat during the week. And he's nice enough to give us a couple of minutes here on a Friday morning. Sir, it is great to have you on the program. I don't say that often, but it is truly good to have you today. Good morning, my friend. It is truly good to be here. I'll tell you that. It's really <laughs> and you can underline here. that. You can underline yes, can. that a, f a few dozen times because, and, and I, was, I was saying this the other day, John, you know, we, we watch movies action movies sometimes and we kind of put ourselves in that place of what if we were in that uh, particular uh, venue or whatever where kind of a life and death situation would come upon us and we like to think that we're superman and we're going to get out of it but you sir were in one of those situations last friday night at around 7 30 in the evening and this was in central florida around the kiss me area and uh you know a normal stroll with a dog we all do right and we leave our garages open sometimes and sometimes we leave our doors unlocked and everything else this story could change that way of thinking and uh and there you go at around 7 7 30 in the evening you did right right and you you know you said something so correct you know you put through your mind how you would play things out you know constantly we do that we think that we do that with life we do that with meetings we do that with um you know uh negotiations and we we do that in crisis situations how, how would i react if the house went, for, went on fire how what would i do if uh you know i woke up to a home intruder and i'm going to tell you from experience throw over throw it all out the window <laughs> you don't have a you know when you think you have a plan you know it really is you know gut instinct and you know i'll, I'll take you through it you know, I, I left the house at about 7.30. It was a little little stormy. So I was going to take the dog real fast. It's a small dog. So that wasn't a, you know, that wasn't a defense there either. So I have a, uh, you took the dog down the block, and um, it started to rain, and I just turned around. So maybe I was three or four houses away from mine. And I did leave the garage door open because I was only going, you know, down the block. As I turned to turn, you know, come back to the house, I saw a car pull up to the house. And it pulled up kind of fast, and it just sat there. Two people in the car. Passenger got out, and I, he left the door open, the passenger door open, and he ran into the garage. Now, I'm thinking as I'm walking, you're know, trying to process this. Is, this. is this a delivery? Did my wife order something? Is it, uh, you know, an Uber that's lost? You know, what's, you know, never thinking that somebody was, was, was trying to get into the house. You know, as I got closer, I was able to see into the garage, and I saw a male individual in my the front of my car. My car was in the garage. He had the front door open. He was laid across the passenger seat, and he was going through the uh, center console. Like, I guess, looking for change or looking, you know, looking for what he could steal. And now everything kicks in. It's like, okay, what's my plan? You know, never thinking the guy had a weapon, young guy. I'm not, as you know, Jay, I'm not a big guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a small guy, probably 155 pounds soaking wet. So this guy was about my size. So I wasn't too 
concerned that, you know, if he was a bigger guy, I don't know what my mind would have told me to do at that point. So I, I got into the garage. I grabbed him by the back of the neck. He turned around very surprised, and I, I punched him, and we fought. As, as hard as I could for, you know, what seemed like an eternity. It was only seconds, you know, and I was able to surprise him. I was on top of him, so I was definitely in in, in a better position to, to fend, fend him off. And I hit him hard a couple of times, and I definitely dazed him. So I said, okay, you know, and I started to calm, I'm not going to calm down, but I started to get a little more in control. I'm just going to pull him out of the car, and I'm just going to, you know, let him go on his way, you know, call it a bad mistake. And with that, you know, as I'm trying to pull him out of the car, he reaches into his waistband and he pulls out uh, a handgun. And at this point, you know, what what, what changes in your mind is now I'm not, you know, fighting for, you know, this little kid that's stealing change. I'm fighting for my life. And he pulled the handgun out and he pointed it to me. He said he was going to kill me. And I took my arms off him and I put my hands, first reaction, just put my hands around the gun, figuring if I can move his arms away from my face, my body, I can move the shot away if I uh, could absorb the shot in my hands you know maybe it won't it won't hit my face so I um, we were wrestling for the gun the two of us and uh, he was he was a little dazed from me hitting him I definitely had the upper hand and I was hitting his hands against the steering wheel with the gun just hoping I could free the gun out of his hand and I did I heard the gun hit the garage floor and we both jumped out of the car slid out of the car and I, I made the mistake of looking for uh, the gun and taking my eyes off him and while I was looking for the gun and I was on the floor I heard a pop I felt some pain but I didn't feel excruciating pain I was still able to function I was still able to uh, to move and you know I got up and um, didn't think I was hit but I got up he had turned and he was walking out of the garage and I grabbed the nearest thing to me which which was a broom, and I cracked him with the broom, and he ran, and I, and foolishly, you know, and this is adrenaline kicking in, I chased him with the broom, and he got into the car, and he uh, took off. You know, I went back into the house at this point. My wife was sitting outside, and as it was starting to rain, she thought maybe the shot was thunder, so she didn't know what was going on. Saw me with all the blood, but maybe the dog got hit by a car, and then we really, she realized what happened. She called 911. I had to go back outside. I had to get the dog because I left him out there, her out there, and um, sat in the garage, just sat down, to try to catch my breath and realize there was a lot of blood. And I realized, you know, it's okay. I thought maybe he cracked me on the head with the gun. Because again, at this point, I'm still speaking as I am speaking to you now. I'm coherent. You know, everything is, is, is in focus, but there's a lot of blood. The police in Osceola County are fantastic. They came quick. The rescue came quick. And, um, you know, I was able to give them a really good description. You have video surveillance in the community. We have video surveillance in the house. So we, we gave them access to the video and the video was excellent. And when the rest the guy got there, he said, well, you know, how do you feel? And I said, I, said, I feel okay. You know, I feel like I got a little pain in my head, but, you know, I feel okay. And he um, he said, oh, you know, check me out. And he said, I need you not to move. You have two bullet holes in your head. And, you know, at that point, I kind of said, I said, I, you know, arguing with them a little. I said, I don't think so. He says, I'm telling you, don't move. And they uh, taped me up, took me to a trauma center nearby. And, again, the doctors, uh, nurses there fantastic. I mean, took, you know, right in and stripped me down and checked my body and found that there was definitely two holes in my head. We, uh, they did a CAT scan and they found that the bullet had entered my head 
um, on the top, like above my ear, and then it exited below, the four inches below. So the bullet went in, went out, never touched my skull. I mean, skinned my skull, never penetrated my skull. And um, ricocheted and uh, went through the garage roof. So they did, uh, they did, you know, not keep me because I was, I really was fine. You know, I didn't have to stay in the hospital. I did get six staples in my head, which did, which were more painful than the bullet. But it was uh, definitely a life-changing experience, my friend. You so know, in essence, yeah, that is. And again, my mouth was open when I was reading this, and I'm saying, and then you know, well, I said, what's the matter? What's the matter? I said, you're not going to believe the story. And in essence, ladies and gentlemen, you just heard this story. It's incredible. So you came back into that garage. The guy basically is in the passenger side. He's rustling through all kinds of stuff, middle, maybe the glove compartment. You get his hands on your neck. Did the struggle, John, ensue? inside that car yeah it was the driver's side he was in the driver's side and I, I went in on top you know he was laid in the seat like looking trying to go to the console his, his feet almost up off the ground you know off, off the driver's um seat so i was able to just jump on top of him and 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 start hitting him you know as, as hard as i could and um yeah we were tossing in the car and he pulled the gun out in the car and i didn't want the, the last thing in the world i was thinking is i don't want that shot to go off in the car this close to my face so the the struggle ensued the gun now you heard you heard the gun hit the ground. Is that it? Yeah, we uh, when I was ha hammering his hands against the steering wheel, both of our hands holding the gun, it flew out of his hand, and I heard it hit the garage floor. So we, you know, at that point, I dove where I thought I heard it, which I was wrong. You know, and he he, he picked it up, and you know, I, I should not have taken my eyes off of him, but. Again, that's what you say, you know, you you know, you go through something after this and you know, the first day on Saturday, you know, I'm just playing it all through my head. I couldn't stop playing it through my head. What if I did this? What if I did that? You know, and my, my neighbors have been great, my friends, my coworkers have all been fantastic talking with me as, as you know, and uh, and checking in on me. And um one of the things that my neighbor had said, he said, "Well, why did you did you have your cell phone with you?" And I said, "You know, I did. I, I did have my cell phone." And he said, "When you came around in the garage, you saw him in the garage. Why didn't you, you why did you run in the garage?" And I said, "Really?" garage because my wife was in the house I mean she was in the back I didn't know he was stopping at the garage I know I had to do something and you know, there's no way the police were going to be here that quick I mean they were here fast but they weren't going to be that quick if he went into the house yeah, that's a game changer so um I had to run into the garage you know so you but that's all I did Saturday was just play it play it over and over in my head what if I did this what if I did that what if I picked up a shovel instead of a, a broom and hit him with a shovel instead of a broom I mean you start thinking thoughts you know what if you know I had my gun and you know a young man what if I you know stealing change you know, what if I shot him how how would my life change then so harrowing experience mentally more than more than the gunshot one right now I could tell you Jay no, no question John were there any incidents in the past from what you have heard as far as the neighborhood was concerned pretty safe never an incident is it a gated area are there cameras that type of thing where, where are we at with that whole thing yeah the, you know I talked to everybody I only lived here for a year you know I, I go back and forth from Long Island to Florida with the radio stations in Florida and the radio stations in Long Island and I'm back and forth a lot and um it's a secure neighborhood that's why we bought it yeah you know, the house has a gate it's a gated community there's a, a you know a, a gate system where the car comes in you have to have a, a, a car code to come in there's never been an incident like this in the neighborhood is what they're telling me what the police are telling me um there have been some incidents where people leave their cars unlocked and they come out in the morning and their change is gone and you know and i think that's just the world we live in right now of these quick hits and 
you know, unfortunately, you know, people looking for for money fast, you know, in in in, in a, what could be an unviolent crime. So you go into somebody's car, you take the money out of the center console, and it'll probably be weeks before I realized it wasn't there. You know, um, probably never gets reported, but. Yeah, it's a pretty safe community. So we were, you know, neighbors were a little shocked. Everyone was a little, a, a little taken aback. Unbelievable, it really is. And you know, I guess you know, I guess the the bottom line. I do this at home too because there's cars unlocked at night and everything else. And, and quite frankly, that's that's what I do before I turn in. The last thing I do is hit the button on the cars, make sure everything yep. is locked and everything else. Because you know there have been a lot of in- incidents and whatnot here. But uh, the amazing thing is, sir, uh, you live another day. Thank goodness. Um, have, what has the the week been like? I mean, have you slept okay? Do you do you get these nightmares? What if? I mean, have you had any type of you know mindset situations of of complete drama that has played out in your head? You know, what if the other way? What what has life been like for you in the last six nights? Well, I tell you, you know, you go from reliving it and just playing it back in your mind um, a thousand times. And then you go to being, you know, a little depressed. And I was definitely depressed on Sunday, you know, thinking that, you know, man, what was it? It was so stupid, you know. And then you go to being mad. And, you know, I was, I went through, you know, replay, depression, anger, and rage. And, um, you know, my wife's a rock. She really is. She is a rock. I mean, for her to stand over me while I'm bleeding out and to have full control and not break down and to be on the phone with 911 and listening to the dispatcher and giving her instructions instructions and, and taking the instructions from the dispatcher. She was really strong. She's been great. You know, I'm trying to, uh, you know, we've got a lot going on, as you know, in our radio and event business. So, you know, I'm staying focused on that. The Florida guys are keeping me business, uh, keeping me busy. We are, you know, Florida is opening a little faster than New York. So, you know, the radio stations here and the media company here is um, moving a little bit faster than New York right now. So there are things for me to do there. And uh, I did go into the office yesterday and, you know, just trying to get back to a sense of normalcy and, you know, get it, get it, just take better precautions next time. Close the garage door, lock the cars. I grew up in a neighborhood where you didn't lock your front door at night. You kept it open. I mean, you, you could. And and this is just such a, um, a, ch- a change of a vibe for me. Uh, listen, you know, we all do it. My, my garage is always opened. And I tell my kids, if you're not in there, please close it. You're walking the dog. Same thing, a little, little multi-poo walk every night. I'm the same way, John. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, you take things for granted without question. Where, where are where are we at in the investigation? Were, were the assailants caught? Driver? Uh, main individual here? Where are we at with that whole process? I spoke to the detective yesterday, and they did have both of them in custody. The video was great. The description I gave was on point. There was a lot of evidence left at the scene. Um, so two people were in custody, the driver and the assailant. So I feel good about that. Um, as I said, I, I think they, you know, had a lot of uh, lot of evidence. They DNA, DNA swabbed me to make sure that uh, they could rule my, my DNA off my clothing, out of the car. You know, same thing with my wife, you know, anyone that was in the car. So, uh, yeah, the police did a great job. They really are. Um, it's the Osceola County uh, Sheriff's Office, and they really do a great they did a great job. I couldn't be more happier with the, the way they, they handled me and, you know, stayed. The, the house was obviously a crime scene, you know, so my wife, they took me to the hospital. She couldn't go in the house, but they did keep an officer with her and, you know, the neighbors were, were very kind and, you know, um, and helping her as well. So, yeah, I was happy with the way the investigation is going. So we'll see what happens, what the next step is now. Yeah, I was just 
thinking to myself as you're struggling with this guy, you know, and and where is the drive? Driver is pretty much is she, is she staying yeah. basically put? The, what, she, what was that like? She popped out of the car when I ran into the garage. She was a it was a small girl, you know. But then you know, he was a small guy, and you never know what they have on them. At one point, when when we were fighting in the car, and I was hitting him, and I was getting control, I I worried. I said, man, you know, I'm she's. I tried to look over my back, you know, and but I couldn't, you know. And I was thinking, oh man, she could pick up a shovel and hit me in the head with a shovel, and that would be a game changer there. You know, I went through that scenario as well. But yeah, she stayed in the car and um, couldn't see into the garage. They pulled up in front a little bit, so she couldn't see what was going on. I think if she saw the struggle, maybe she would have reacted differently. Maybe she would have left. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I did replay that in my mind a couple of times. Wow, that is unreal. And, you know, as far as gated communities and whatnot, you know, I always know, like, when you need to get in somewhere, you know, you hit a bunch of numbers, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of a, a call panel at these gates, folks. And sometimes, you know, and it's happened, it's happened to me because, you know, you want to get in, you don't have the clicker to open the gate and you, you dial a random number, somebody answers it and, and you say, well, Domino's and they let you right in, you know, so you can kind of get in uh, if you want to, but I would imagine uh, in, in your neck of the woods there, sir, I, I would imagine they're going to be a little more stringent as far um, as I'm just gonna, making yeah, sure, right? Yeah, I would, I would say so um i've talked to a couple of the neighbors and you know we're gonna we're gonna look into that definitely into that the, the, the camera system they had there was fantastic they have license plate readers and that was the first clue in the case the detective told me the car came back registered to 20 year old female they pulled the driver's license that matched her description so you know the car was registered to them that was that's really what you know in my replay makes me think that this was look this was going to be a hit and run they were going to hit as many cars in driveways or open garages as they could get as much money as they couldn't get out of there you know why you I mean the cameras are very visible as you drive in to the to the facility you know to the community the cameras are very visible and you can tell the license plate readers. I mean, they're pointed right there. Listen, it all comes down to, you know, what I said in the beginning, you know, what would you do if you're in that situation, you know? And and you never know until it actually happens. I remember years ago, John, I was outside a Wallbaums in Rocky Point, and we came out with the cart and the bags, and I'm ready to load everything in the car, and we see a guy in my car. And oh boy. I, was I was stunned, you know? He was stunned, though. And he was a big dude. And basically, he didn't know what to do. He basically got out of the car and ran. I mean, that was it. He got out of the yeah. car and ran. He was shocked that I confronted him. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, you never know uh, when real-life situations come upon you. And, and, you know, with Fran in the backyard, your wife, I mean, that, that, that was like the light that, that turned yeah. on and said, you know, I got to do something. You jumped in, I gotta do in there. I got to it. Yeah, I had to do something, and, you know. As our friend Frank McKay uh, reminded me uh, yesterday, he's been checking in on me. He said, you know, I'm now in the uh, Gary Melius Club. I said, oh, I don't oh, know if I want to be in that club. <laughs> oh, you could castle. Remember that years ago, my goodness. Yeah, six years, six years ago, yeah. Yeah, uh, hard to believe. He survived a survived, survived a shot to the head. So now I'm in the club. You are shot in to the, the head. Yeah, you're you are in that club, my friend. I, and I tell you, it's uh, it's just an incredible story. I've been I've been telling it here and there, and people are, are just in shock. And what can I say, man? I mean, uh, you get you got a you got a second run here in life, and it's you know what it is. It's just not your time. I mean, everybody will say that, right? It's just, John, it's just not your time. You have still more accomplishments as far I, as on your agenda is concerned. I hope we, we do them together, my friend. And uh, I, I do feel that way. I know we have more to do, you know, um, 
we're, our, our company is in a, a growth mode. You know, we, we're coming through this, this patch that we're in right now where the world is not spinning correctly, you know, but we're going to get through that. We're going to get through that. We're going to get through these horrible, you know, this horrible situation with, with protests and, 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 and racial tensions. You know, we're going to get through that and we're going to get this world spinning again. And, you know, if we could help with our, with our media outlets, maybe, maybe that was my, that's the plan for me. You know, I don't know, but, but I will tell you, I'm very thankful. I just wanted to add, I'm very thankful to all of my coworkers and, and all of my friends that have reached out. I've talked to some people. You know, sometimes, you, you know, when you go to a funeral, or you go to a, a wake and you're like, ah, you see people there. It's like, man, I, we shouldn't be seeing each other here. We should, you know, it's like you really need to stay in touch and talk to your friends and talk to your family. And, you know, I've had the, the couple of days to do that, but I'm very thankful for everybody that reached out and he texted or emailed or, or called. It was, uh, that really helped me tremendously. So thank you for that too, my friend. Thank you. No, listen, uh, I, I called you Sunday. I didn't even, I didn't, they called me right back and my goodness, I mean, what can you say? And I think a lot of people, uh, John, what you just said regarding the, you know, the company and the business and that, you know, we're going to rebound out of this. And, you know, we tell, we tell everybody, you know, I, I close the show every day and I say, you know what, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through it together. It really is a team effort. You know, you look what's going on out there as far as the, the COVID situation. I know a lot of business has been, have been worried the last couple of days for what they've seen in New York City and maybe coming east. Uh, it's been pretty good. We've we got great law enforcement here, as you know, and, and we truly are uh, going to get through this together. So I think a lot of people like what you just said as far as the company and the outlook and everything else for the rest of the year. Yep, I do. I really do. Look, I think that if, the, you know, I don't want to say what else can happen because that's a horrible thing to say, but, you know, we've been, we're pretty tough. You know, we're, we're a tough country. We're a tough island, you know. We're we're, we're a tough company, and um, we'll you know we'll get there. We're gonna get there. We will do it together. Listen, great stuff, incredible story. You rest up. Whatever you need, take the time. I'm good, buddy. I'm good. I'm ready to go. I need, I'm going to go out and get right. a sale today. All right? I'm good. All right. <laughs> I like that. I like that way of thinking. You have a great a great weekend, too. Thanks for coming on with us here. Sharing Thanks, that. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you soon. Say hello to everyone. You got me. There you go. John Caracciola. I'll tell you. What can you say, right? You know, there used to be a show, um, What Would You Do, right? It was on, wasn't it on ABC on a Friday night? What Would You Do, right? John Quinones, host of the show. It was great. Pretty good show. And, you know, they had actors in, in, in real-life type situations, and the fact of the matter is, you know, regular people would be standing by in whatever situation that was to be acted out. And it would be, you know, kind of noticed as far as how they would react. The question comes up in what John described to him last Friday night. What would you do in that situation? Love one home, okay? Walking the dog, five minutes, right? Small dog, walk the dog, little air, come back in and, and enjoy the night and have a Cosmo or two, and here you go. I mean, what would you do if literally comes around the corner, sees the car, sees a guy run out, not knowing what the heck's going on, and the struggle ensues? And there you have it with a guy carrying a weapon. Unbelievable, right? And lucky. Can you imagine a different caliber type bullet? Wow.